Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Sin matters. (laughs) Whoa, this is going to be a deep one, you're probably thinking. She's starting off with that? Yeah. Man, God just spoke volumes to me this morning, and I haven't barely even started my prayer life. I was on Relevant Radio this morning talking about how to become holier in the middle of this madness of the world and summer, which in a lot of cases with vacation and better weather and things to do, they take you away from God. And you might become a little lax in your prayer life or lax in your sacrificing and taking the lazy days of summer and taking possibly a vacation from God, which opens you up to sin, venial or mortal. You know, you've heard the saying, the devil's playground is idle hands. So when you're lazying around and not praying, not calling on God, and just living your life on your own, doing your own will, the devil is right there waiting to pounce on you. I was talking to John Harper about that this morning. And then I started reading the readings and boom, Jeremiah is basically the whole first reading is all about God. Have you, have you like cast us off completely? I know you're pretty upset with us, but please don't spurn us. Please forgive us. Don't look at all the bad things that we have done. And then of course, the gospel of Matthew chapter 13 verses 36 through 43. Let me read this in case those of of you don't know these chapters and verses by heart, which is me. That's just not who I am. I know the Bible. I know the Gospels. I know the parables. I know it, but I don't know it by heart. So let me read it in case you are one of them. Jesus dismissed the crowds and went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with the fire so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom 
all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where they will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. You're listening to this. You have ears. Sin matters. And it doesn't just matter to us. It matters to those around us. My goodness, I speak from experience here. I was the crazy partier. I was the one that was bringing everyone to the bar, keeping them there till it closed, inviting people to get high with me, do drugs. I I was a raunchy person, talked about you know, sexual jokes and stuff. I was like a dude in a in a woman's body, <laughs> seriously. And I think about, oh my gosh, Lord, how many souls did I lead into that life? I guess unknowingly, but deep down inside, when I would wake up the next morning, I would remember things, or maybe I wouldn't remember them, and I'd go to the office, and one of my people that reported to me said, oh, do you remember saying blah, 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 or doing X, Y, Z? And I would sit, and sometimes I would, oh, yeah, and that was embarrassing. One of the people that reported to me was telling me how I was acting, and it was shameful, and the regret, and I wish I could take that back, and then only to do it again that next night, (laughs) you know? So I speak from experience here. But now I've been given ears to hear, and I've been given eyes to see, and I now have been striving for years to rid myself of these sinful behaviors. And praise be to God for the graces that he has given me to basically walk away from so many mortal sins, so many mortal sins. So what I want to ask you is to think about not only the sins on your own soul, because even the smallest sins can just invite more. One leads to another and to another. And you must focus on your root sin. I have a video on YouTube Look it up. It's, you know, do you know your root sin? Because the devil has been watching you your entire life. He and his minions know your root sin. And you're going to be battling that root sin until you die. And if you don't know it, you are less armed to fight against that temptation. And it's going to come at you time after time after time again. My root sin is sensuality. And a lot of people think because of that word, it has to do with sex, but it doesn't. As a matter of fact, that's the the part of that large group of sins that I've been graced with. No pornography, no outside, you know, desire to have people look at me and, and find me attractive no dirty jokes, no sexual innuendos, no self-gratification. None of that is in my life anymore. Praise be to God. 
my part of the sensuality is the comfort, the I'm going to eat pleasure, right? I'm going to eat as much as I want. I'm going to maybe have that extra glass of wine or two. Now it's not an extra bottle or two like it used to be, but it's still a temperance exercise for me. And there's also a component of sensuality that gets to comfort in your life where you are afraid to do something out of the ordinary. You're just going to stay in your your little lane that you're in and you're never going to step out of that box. You're not going to take on new and challenging things because it's uncomfortable. And thank God he has given me the courage to do that. That's why I left my executive career. But when I left my executive career to become an evangelist and a speaker and author and video blogger and all that kind of stuff and podcaster, the every single step was stepping out of my comfort zone. I've never done a podcast. I've never put a website together. I've never spoken about my faith on a stage. I've spoken on stages and I've talked to people individually, but I've never written a book. I've never, I've never, I've never. And so talk about being out of my comfort zone. Every step of the way has been a new experience and at times very scary, especially when I came out and I decided through God's grace, he basically gave me the courage to share every sinful thing that I've done in my life with the world, casting out any fear or rejection and judgment of others and detaching myself from what the world thought. Now, there are moments that come creeping in because my entire life has been I just want people to like me. I don't want them to judge me. I was a people pleaser. And by the way, that is a sin, my friends. Pleasing people and not standing up for your beliefs in a loving way. Take the anger and the attacking out of it. That is what God wants. When he looks at his people, he expects us to live a life as best we can, with his help, calling on his grace, to be a witness to others, but also to speak about the truth. I remember in the beginning of this year, in prayer, I asked God to give me a word for 2020. And the word that came screaming into my head was courage. And so I ask everyone to have the courage to identify and reflect on your sinful behavior. Have the courage to stand up and fight yourself, right? It's the three things that we fight that take us away from God. The world, the flesh, and Satan. The world. Think about what's going on right now. We can get sucked into just frustration and anger, fear, worry. We can get silenced. Oh, I don't want to say anything about that. People are going to say something about me or I'm going to get enraged online. And that's what they want. They want the silent majority to stay silent. So call on God's courage to speak up when you truly believe that's not true. In a loving way, And with facts, people can't dispute facts. Let's remember the truth. We talked about it yesterday. 
The truth, the truth, the truth will set you free. And the truth is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ will lead you to the truth if you call on him to guide you. The, wor- the world, we just talked about the world. Okay, the flesh. Start stopping with the temptations. Deliver those spirits when they come. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of lust, temptation, laziness, anger, judgment, and I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. Say the Hail Mary, call on Mary in the terror of demons, Saint Joseph. Obviously call on the protection of God and Jesus, you already called on his name in the deliverance prayer. Stop before you act. That's half the battle, is stopping before you do that act. Or think those things, grab that thought immediately. Oh my gosh, Lord, I am so sorry that I looked at that person lustfully. I give that to you. I offer it up as as my, my own will here. And please sanctify my thoughts. I always call on the Holy Spirit every morning. This is what I do. I give my will to the Father. I give my intellect to Jesus. And I give my memory and my thoughts to the Holy Spirit. And I ask them to purify and cleanse them every day, every morning. And so you can do that throughout the day when you have those thoughts. It could be of anger. It could be, you know, just weird thoughts come into my head sometimes. And I know that they're not mine. So while the devil can't read your mind and can't think, can't read your thoughts, he does have access to your memory and your emotions. Have you ever been going along your day and all of a sudden a sin that you committed comes out of the blue and you feel that sick feeling in your stomach like, oh my gosh, I still can't believe I did that. Yeah, that's that's Satan (laughs) calling you worthless and pathetic and you are a sinner. God could never love you. What about dreams? I've had dreams where I've woken up and been like, oh my gosh, Thank you, Lord, that that was a dream and I didn't actually do that. Well, you know, Satan messes with us in our dreams, too. Just know he's working overtime nowadays. And all we can do is continue to call on God for his protection and call on the power of Jesus through those binding prayers. So manage your flesh by bringing in some bodily mortifications You don't have to hurt yourself, cut yourself, beat yourself up, literally, (laughs) physically. But you can maybe choose to have chicken instead of steak. Maybe choose not to have a glass of wine or a beer and offer it up to God. Offer it for a sacrifice and offer it up for your own sanctification. Say, Lord, please keep me away from XYZ sin that I keep facing. Go to confession often. I go once a week. I'm actually at probably 10 days, closer to two weeks. I go Wednesday. And I can't wait because it's such a relief to cleanse my soul and walk out knowing I've got a fresh start. Every day is a challenge. Every day is a battle. And then, of course, Satan, who's running around constantly 
trying to get us off that path. Now, I'm going to reiterate how important meditative prayer is. So the first level is vocal prayer. That's reciting the Our Father, attending the Mass, the Rosary, Divine Mercy Chaplet, etc. And it's just when you repeat the creed in Mass, it's when you repeat things out loud and you recite them. But when you meditate on those prayers, it becomes mental prayer. And you should be doing that in your rosary, but I know many times we just recite the rosary and we check it off the list. And I'm not shaking my finger at you. I do it more often than I don't. When I meditate, for me, it's on the word of God. Every day I read the readings and every day either a theme or a couple of words come out from the readings that I need to sit with. And so I go into prayer. Sometimes I fight distractions. Other times it's beautiful and it's deep and I can feel the spirit moving in me. And I know what I'm supposed to be focusing on that day. That's the intent of mental prayer is to come out with a conclusion, come out with something that God wants you to work on today. And when you exercise mental prayer every single day, Satan knows that he has lost your soul. This is not coming from me. It's coming from St. Teresa of Avila. And St. Alphonsus Liguori says that a soul who does not pray mental prayer every day, a minimum of 15 minutes, cannot avoid sin. It's so important to pray. It's so important to call on God's grace throughout the day. And you will find that your days are filled with joy. Your days are filled with peace. When those moments of anxiety and fear and anger bubble up in you or that temptation comes and your body is just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it now. I want it. You can control it with God's help, with the guardian angel's help, with Mary and all the saints, find some patron saints that you can pray to that have battled those sins and call on them. That's what they're there for. They are just waiting, waiting for you to call on them to help you on your journey. Sin matters. Let's battle it every day. Let's look back as we pray our examine prayer at night and see how we have called on God to fight those temptations and how we have sanctified ourselves through some mortifications, through some fasting, through some sacrifices, and offered them to God for our love of him, not to punish ourselves, but to show God, I know suffering is going to help save my soul and save the souls of the ones that I am trying to bring to you, Lord. Okay, everyone, I love you all. Have a beautiful, blessed, and sinless day, which I know is impossible. Look, even the saints sinned seven times a day. So be aware that perfection is something that is darn near impossible, but we must strive for it. And we can get through the day pretty well with God's help.
I love you all. Have a blessed one.